presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. Who has been keeping up with the couple of episodes we've talked about that we've shown about the book of Ruth? Hands up. Who's, who's watched the, book of, the first two or one, at least one of them? Okay. From Craig Greshel. We've, we've shown a couple. One was while I was away and one was last week. There's been some really good stuff in that. Have you got it? Yes. So you've got my, my slide up. It's already given away. Craig has been talking about Ruth and Naomi and how they, well, I can't, I should have got all my names right before I got up here. How Naomi and, Naomi and, you're, you're supposed to finish that word. What was his name? Naomi and her, her husband, yeah, that word. Elimelech, El- right? Yeah. Went to, <laughs> say that fast three times. Went to, went away from Bethlehem because there was a drought. Went to Moab. And then... Do you remember what happened next? He died, her and their sons died. And so Naomi was left in a foreign land with no income, with just daughter-in-laws, and she decided to go back to Bethlehem. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. Who knows the story? Yes. Some of you. Are you sure? Do you, yeah, okay. So Craig has been going through some of this stuff with us about Ruth and Naomi back in Bethlehem, trying to work, like navigate what life looks like to get food, all of that kind of stuff, and to live. And he, last week in the message, he talked about how, he talked about the providence of God, how God just worked in Ruth and Naomi's lives without, you know, big supernatural spiritual occurrences like burning bushes or parting the sea or the blind, you know, hearing or, you know, suddenly they were rich and famous and, you know, like there there was just this providence of God where, and he used this phrase, it just so happened. It just so happened that Ruth went to work in Boaz's field it just so happened that Boaz noticed Ruth and so on and so forth. And if you read the rest of the story, you'll know what happens. So that's, I'm not going to tell you the end of the story if you don't know what happens because that's going to encourage you to go and read it. So we're talking about a woman who's lived with in tragedy. The tragedy of her sons and her husband dying And, like, can you imagine that tragedy, that story? Like, what's she she going to do next? Like, just, oh, like, the struggles and going, God, where are you? Are you in all of this? Why did all this happen? You know, all of those questions that come from all of that. And um, so this, this got me thinking... This last week when I sat in church and I knew I was supposed to preach and I was like, I didn't have like 
sometimes God gives me stuff and it's like, yes, I know what I'm going to do like a few months ahead or a month ahead. And I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to preach about until I sat in church last week and I listened to Craig's sermon for the second time because I'd already listened to it before showing it to you guys because I don't want to show you something I haven't listened to first, right? That could get dangerous. And this whole thing about it just so happened kind of came like flooding down on me while I was watching it and thought, wow, that's so cool. Like God just sort of planted something there. And then through the week, there were some things that happened that I had to account for some of our church history to like a type of insurance company kind of stuff. And so I had to go and find some history because I don't know it all. And I found this book that Pastor John Ridley had written um, as the history of our church. And out of the, because the, the stuff that I had to account for was really negative, was about a lot of the really negative stuff that's happened in our church, really painful stuff. And I was just like, oh. And then I got this and I started to read it find out about numbers and people in our church. And it just went, man, this is what our church was founded on. I'm going to read you something from this soon. But it changed how I was thinking about life. And this phrase kept coming to mind. It just so happened. With the things that are happening in our life, it just so happened that Pastor John really came to this church. And I'm going to, I want to stop there because like, that's going to give everything away. And so, like, in that, I've been reading this book as well called Leading on Empty. And I wanted to read something out of this for you, also about tragedy and about our focus. So this is by Wayne Cordero. And so I'm just going to read a little bit for you. I also met with an old friend of mine, business consultant and strategist Tom Patterson, authored the book, living the life you were meant to live. He helped me to navigate as I came out of the woods of burnout and to understand how to convert suffering into something beneficial. I spent a day with him at his home in Grants Pass, Oregon. He is a man who has suffered much and through it has, he has fully surrendered to the will of Christ. First, his 12-year-old daughter, Debbie, died of cancer. Then his wife, Ginny, after 50 years of marriage, went to heaven. Shortly thereafter, his son, Tom, was killed in an aeroplane accident. And then he lost another son to an automobile accident. My friend Tom remarried, but his wife passed away five months later. In his humble home, I sat with a towering respect for this 81-year-old saint who understood suffering more than most. I asked him, Tom, you have suffered more than 10 men. What has kept you from bitterness? He paused and said, after my daughter Debbie died at 12 years old, I had a ring made for my wife, a band fashioned out of three strands. One was for her, the other was for me, And the third was for Jesus. He held us all together. That is what I have learned. He slowly continued, Wayne, we must come to a point where we fully surrender to Christ. Nothing held back. And the events of great suffering in your life will bring you to that point. 
You can choose to recede or you can choose to surrender. I choose to surrender. They're going through so much of that stuff and he still chose to surrender to Jesus. I just thought that was amazing and I had to share that as part of what we're talking about today. Um, That was where we're up to, the story of suffering. And just that little question for you, what do you do when times get tough? You know what I do? Sometimes I fall into a heap and ask lots of questions and cry a lot. It's just, yeah, it's just BB? Yeah. <laughs> we all do that differently, don't we? Yeah. So our lives always end up, our lives don't always end up having amazing out there supernatural occurrences, but we know that we are directed by God or guided to be where he wants us to be. Maybe we won't get to see the glory or majesty of our it-just-so-happened story, like Ruth, who never knew that the providence of God was leading her to become a direct descendant of Jesus. And last week, I asked you guys, who, whoever was here, to write down through the week, what is your it-just-so-happened story? Maybe you didn't quite know exactly where to go with that or what to do with it. So I wanted to give you a little bit more on that. And that's where um, I wanted to read a little bit from John, Pastor John Ridley's book, who, you know, when we're talking about it just so happened, is we go, well, it just so happened that Pastor John Ridley came here. And I'll tell a little bit of the story of how that happened. But... Pastor John Ridley is a relative of Haley's and Elizabeth's. So I, I asked Haley before we started, so I'm going to make sure I get this right. Haley's mum, Elizabeth, is Alison. Alison is married to Nick Ridley, who is John Ridley's son. Yep. It just so happened that Haley has ended up here. And Elizabeth has ended up here. It just so happened. So let me tell you a little bit of this story of our church history. Um, the story of the Christian Revival Crusade in Wyala began in Adelaide when its founder, Leo Harris, commenced his radio ministry in 1952. Every Sunday morning, the hour of deliverance was broadcast over 5AD and 5PI, I think, Port Piri, with a message of salvation, healing and deliverance through faith in Jesus Christ. Then in Wyala, Don and Eva Babbage drank in the simple full gospel teaching they heard week by week. And when Eva's doctor told her she had a cancerous growth, and sent her to the Royal Adelaide Hospital to have it removed, the seeds of faith that had been growing in her began to bear fruit. Eva fully believed she would be healed. So she booked a seat on the plane to Adelaide and also made a reservation for the return flight a week later. Before entering the hospital, Eva called on Leo Harris at Sunrise House in Fullerton, the headquarters of the fledging crusade. It is now the site of Sunrise Christian School. 
Pastor Harris prayed for her and she felt a movement in her abdomen. She then entered the hospital and following tests and x-rays, a decision was made to operate immediately. But as she laid on her bed awaiting surgery, she felt she should go to the toilet and there a large growth came from her body which she flushed away. Soon after, the doctors examined her and were amazed. They confirmed that the growth had gone and that she was free to go home. The next day, Don arrived from Wyala, and when he walked around the screens, he found her sitting on the bed, wearing her hat and coat, ready to go home. At home, they eagerly testified to Eva's healing to their friends and neighbours. Eva taught in the Methodist Sunday school, and one day, two little girls in her class told her that their mum needed an operation for cancer. Don and Eva visited her and prayed for her healing. When the doctors operated, they discovered that the cancerous tissue was dead. That lady was Nan Walker, now Nan Poyser, who lives in Jamestown. And the little girls were Cheryl and her sister Jackie, who is now married to Pastor John Poyser, who is one of our CRC pastors. Just so happens that he's one of our CRC pastors. He, and he just so happened he came to Wyler and pastored our church here for a while as well. Interest in the full gospel message continued. Um, and so from there, John Ridley begins to start to tell his story about how he'd graduated um, from Bible college and that he came to Wyala. And there's just, I probably shouldn't spend a lot of time reading all of this to you. Um, but I'm going to read this little, little bit more. Um, so Pastor John really said, we began praying that he would find secular employment in Wyala until the assembly could support me. In Adelaide, I was an indent, indent agent representing overseas textile mills and managed a soft goods department for a national company. What could I do in Wyala? Just at that time, an advertisement just so happened appeared in the Wyala News for a door-to-door salesman for Watkins products, selling household goods, spices, essence, and fly spray. Uh, My application was accepted, and I moved to Wyala in November 1961 to find a house for my family and establish new work. So it just, it goes on to, like John, Pastor John goes on to talk about the different things that he did um, to establish the church and different meetings and stuff. But it just so happened that he came to Wyala and started this congregation. I thought that was amazing to think about because then I was thinking about my story and I was thinking about how It just so happened I came here. And so I want to tell you a little bit of my it just so happened story. When I look at Pastor John Ridley's story and then I think about my own story, I think about, I I had to go back a little bit. So, you know, I already prepped mum and dad. I told them I'm going to talk about them today. It just so happened that my dad, Neville, came to Wyala to board with a family, Norma Dennis and John Dennis and their boys. 
Norma Dennis, who, now, who we called Auntie Norma, just so happened to be a member of Bethel, fam- Bethel well, Christian Centre at the time is what our church was called, and just so happened to be praying for my dad and my mum. <laughs> and it just so happened that after mum had, we, you know, we were all three of us were born and, you know, there that mum thought, I want to baptise or christen my children. Just so happened that she knew Auntie Norma who went to a church. Who just so happened to be praying for them. And it just so happened that my Sunday school teacher was a very beautiful and kind and gentle, lovely lady, and that was Elaine Melder. (laughs) I was thinking about this before, and I was thinking, you know, I don't remember much about Sunday school at sort of seven years old, but I do remember the gentleness and the kindness of Elaine. And I remember that that was different to what it was like being at school. So thank you, Elaine. You're part of my It Just So Happens story. (laughs) It just, you know, and it just so happens that then, you know, like, so my mum's mum, my nan, she was very insistent that I did music lessons. But she, and then also, so mum and dad gave me music lessons and it just so happens I play in church. There are just, and there are so many things. It just so happens that as that little seven, eight-year-old girl was starting to really love Madonna and working out how to do all the dances to Madonna because that's what the kids did at school. They got their, you know, girls, I know you might not know what this is, you know, teenagers, is their CD, no, their tape players and put their tapes in it and play it outside at recess and lunchtime and do their dances to Madonna. And I used to like, just wished I was like the big year seven girls and I could do those dances too, you know. And at that time, I remember going, it was like Jesus had just touched my heart so much. I didn't even really understand what it all meant, but I felt, I knew that I wasn't supposed to listen to Madonna anymore and be a material girl. <laughs> And I, um, I threw those t- my tapes, ask your mum and dad what that means, I threw my tapes away because I decided that it was only Jesus music that I wanted to listen to. And I'm still the same, ask my children. They get a little bit annoyed with me about that. But <laughs> that's where it came for me, is that Jesus just, he touched my heart and that was it. It was Jesus, that's it. And, you know, if it wasn't for all of the other turn of events that kind of happened around that, I wouldn't be here. When you think about what your just so happened story is, all of the, just some of those little things that have led you to the place where you are right now. And they're not necessarily supernatural, big, massive, you know, miracles, but we're praying for one for dad. You know, like they're not all like that. They're like these little events where God, like the providence of God is just working in your life and getting you to the place where he wants you to be and he's guiding you to where you're supposed to be with him. Not all of those things are good and happy. There are hard times in that. You know, not long after I got baptized, I think, I think mum, I got baptized on the same day as Nan. 
Not long after that, my nan passed away. Well, that makes me emotional. It's been a while. And that was just after being, you know, baptized and being, you know, it was a, she passed away suddenly. But her influence in my life is still there. She'd be so proud seeing me play the keyboard. And my dad's parents, so musical. <laughs> my papa, he had this piano accordion and he had just, he just played it. No one knew how he knew how to play it. He just, he was amazing. He just played the piano accordion. And Nan always had a, an organ at her house. You know what an organ, a lectone, whatever you want to call it, you know. And we'd always play there. Music has always been part of our life. I look at my girls on stage this morning. That's all part of my just, it just so happened story. The providence of God. So even through the hard times and the good times, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8:28. Now, I was thinking about this scripture, right? And I was thinking that there aren't any clauses in this scripture. It does not say that all things work together only if they stay pure. It doesn't say all things are going to work together when they're worshipping me. It doesn't say that things are only going to work together for good only if they actually live according to my purpose and know what it is and I update it and they stay on track. Only if you eat healthy. Only if you lead a sinless life, whatever that means for you. There aren't any clauses in this scripture. I'm going to go back. We know that in all things, all things, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're doing, no matter what sin is there, no matter what things aren't laid out and given all to Jesus, he works all things for good for, the, for, for those who love God. If you love God and you want Jesus in your heart and in your life and your soul and you want to walk in his ways, this applies to you. Every single person in this room, it applies to you. Even when things go wrong, he has a purpose and a plan and goodness in it. He's not the one who makes those things go wrong because God is only... Can you finish my sentence? God is only... Good. Let's say that again. God is only good. That is all he is. He has nothing else but goodness and love. As we follow him and we live our lives in him and that purpose, follow him and to keep on doing it because the providence of God is in our lives always. He is always working. There is never, ever a moment that he is not working. Ever. This thinking about the providence of God and knowing that he is always working in us through the tough times and the good times. That um, I was thinking about our church, where we are at now, and how we've been through some tough times together as a church. And how we've had a change of leadership. 
not to mention from a man to a woman, that makes a difference. That's, you know, like 12 years of leadership suddenly changed. Um, We've changed in direction. And lots of people's personal lives have changed because there's been so many personal struggles happening. I think that there always have been, but it's sort of almost, I don't know if it's just because things felt tough, but it felt like people's, things going on in people's lives ramped up as well. Don't know if it's true or not. Sometimes we, when things are going wrong, we see more <laughs> things going wrong. <laughs> Human nature. But what has happened through the providence of God in all of that? Because he works all things for good, right? I have seen that he's made us stronger. I've seen him make me stronger. Hey, I'm standing here preaching. And I didn't say I didn't want to do it this time. (laughs) For me, that's him making me stronger. That's him changing some stuff in me and putting stuff aside that, you know, he has stopped me from doing stuff. He's, he's built, I've seen new relationships and new friendships being built because of the changes that we've had in our church. I've seen people learn how to work together when maybe they couldn't before or even didn't try because there wasn't a, a necessarily the same need. I've seen people step into new stuff, new roles. i just have to mention how beautiful the foyer looks today. Thank you, Jane, with the beautiful flowers on the table. We've grown new leaders. We have a whole new big leadership team that, well, used to consist pretty much of, I think I had about three different ministry areas. We've grown, they've all moved um, to different people and different people have stepped up into different spaces Um, I've almost said it twice. We've grown in our leadership and our servanthood. There are so many more people stepping up to serve. That's me being the optimist, (laughs) which I know annoys people sometimes. Um, I see the good. I've seen these things that are good that have happened. And so I know that we are going somewhere, we are going places together, that the providence of God is in this as we step forward together and as we keep working together. And I know that has been hard for some people, harder for more people, some people than others. But I know that God is here, he is with us and he's working us towards a purpose and a plan. And I'm really excited to see what that is. As, um, you know, Caleb is starting to get better and as he starts to tip his toe a little bit more in the water you know we're seeing seeing what what's going to happen next providence of god in our lives just so happened our tough times are opportunities to run towards jesus or as craig says it in the context of the book of of ruth Return back to Bethlehem and flee from Moab. You're going to have to go and listen to his first sermon and his second one to really completely get the context of that. We can look at Romans 8.28 as part of our It's Just So Happens story. 
as we begin to look for the good in the tough times and the providence of God in our lives. I hope that helps you to stop and really like think about what is your it just so happens story. Where have you seen the providence of God in your life? Because he's never stopped. And sometimes we feel like things get a bit stale and stagnant. But he's still working in that place. He's still working. Amen? Amen. I reckon that is where I'm going to leave things. Right there with some prayer. And I think if the music team could come back. Let's keep giving it back to him. And you guys are amazing um, to work with and amazing to be with. And such a supportive church family. Couldn't have asked for a more supportive church family. (laughs) Yeah. There's providence of God in our history, in our past, in our now, and in our future. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are a good God. Thank you that your love for us is so deep and so wide and so high that we can't even fathom it. Thank you that you work all things together for the good of those who love him. And Father, if we're going through tough times right now, can you, will you please show us your providence in that situation? Father, will you guide us and help us wherever we're at right now? That, Father, in every single situation, you are there. You are there. You are in every single minute of our day, every second of our day. Father, as we've sang songs about the fire of the Holy Spirit being lit up in us, Father, light us up today if you haven't already, Lord. Whoever's left who needs to still be set on fire for you, Jesus, I pray that you'll fire that, fan that flame in us that wants to worship you, that wants to live for you, that wants to talk about you, that wants to declare the providence of God in our lives. Jesus, pick us up and hold us when we're we're struggling, when we're finding it hard, when the emotions are too high. Thank you for your glory and your majesty to the King of kings and the Lord of lords in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at bethelcrc.org.